Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Gracious Father, how we thank you, God. We adore you, God. We thank you once again for bringing us together just to hear your word, God, to feed and to digest and to just masking your glory tonight, God. Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here. Mm-hmm. As fate said, with all that we have been through, God, we are not deserving to be in your presence, God, to be here. So Father, I thank you for allowing me to be here, allowing us to be once again in your presence. God, I thank you. And I ask that as the word go for it tonight, God, that we will not just let it go on stony ground, God, but we will allow it to take root, God, and that we will be able to hear you in whatever is gone for it. God, I ask that you take um, Pastor Alex away from this word, God, but that we, you allow your Holy Spirit to just come flow through his mouth, God. Father, I thank you for every household that is represented here tonight, God. I just ask that we continue to be in a spirit God of excitement, a long attached with great expectation for what you're about to do in the next coming week or the weeks ahead, God. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you, God. Continue to be with us, God, where we will be longing for your word, longing for your glory, God, and allow our eyes and our ears to hear and see you, God, in ways that we have never seen you. So, Father, I thank you, I praise you, and I adore you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. I thank you for every person that is that has shown up tonight, God. I'm asking that we focus ourselves on you, God. Yes, God. We focus on what it is you have for us to hear, what it is that you have for us to see, to feel, to understand to release on today, God, I'm just asking that we focus on you. I ask that you continue to be with our pastor, God, as he brings the word on tonight, God. I'm asking that we hear the word and receive the word on tonight in a way that we never have received it before, God. Yes, I'm asking that Whatever it is that we think (laughs) about what it is we're about to hear, I'm asking that you just give it to us new. You give it to us fresh so that we can then take it and apply it in a way that's never been applied before, God. I thank you that we have another opportunity to get this thing right, God. I thank you that we have an opportunity to fellowship together, God. I thank you that we have an opportunity I thank you that our pastor allows us to talk at the beginning of of, of Bible study, God. Because I thank you for the life of my sisters. I thank you for the life of my brothers. I thank you for their walk, God. I thank you for their testimony, Lord. I thank you, God, that although, as faith stated, we're not supposed to be here, God, yet here we are. Yes, God. We are here, God. I thank you that we are living, we are breathing, we are talking, we are walking, we are laughing together, we are crying, God. Yes, God. 
And it's all to give you the glory, God. It's because of you. It's because of you, God. That touched me. I, 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 I really feel that thing because it, it's true. Some of us have no idea what our past looked like, where we come from, what we had to do to, to have this smile on our face today, what we had to do to look the way that we look, to talk the way that we talk, to give God the glory the way that we give him the glory, God. Some of us don't, don't understand that journey. Jesus. And I praise you because you've given us a, a, another chance to, 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 to tell somebody, to share the goodness of you. Yes, God. Be with us. If anyone's heart is hardened on tonight, God, I'm asking that you soften it. I'm asking that you soften it. I don't want anybody here to miss the opportunity because of a hardened heart, God. No, miss no. an opportunity to get close to you, to hear from you, to mm -hmm. see you on this evening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Let's take a moment just to lay down the distractions. Just lay them down for a minute. Whatever it is that's in your thoughts right now that may block, interrupt, disregard the word of God. Let's lay it down right now. A lot of things we like to take with us because distractions will keep us from being responsible, from being held accountable. Because we can always use the excuse to give ourselves a reason why we are where we are. Where he says, behold, I come and do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Allow the new thing to take residence now. For you are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. So, Father, we lay it down at your feet as we get ready to hear from heaven. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the, the sharing. Thank you for what came forth on tonight, um, even when faith started to share. Um, I love that the word of God is confirmed. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how great uh, you can have a specific word from God. You have to define whether that, that, that moment in which you hear it, whether it's a private or whether it's a public word. And a lot of times I'm hearing people spew out private messages into public arenas because of where they are because God is speaking specifically to them about where they are. And what happens is they, 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 they get this excitement and they start spewing it upon the people. When in actuality, it was a word for them to take and get away and allow that word to marinate and allow that world to, to build and build character. And one of the things I wanna make sure, even as we get ready for this uh, upcoming week with the merge, I'm so excited about it. But the reality is that we have to make sure 
that anything we find ourselves doing, number one, if we know it's God, the excitement which should be already brewing in us before that moment, before so that when we do come together, the energy of, of, of just coming together will charge anyone who find themselves in that atmosphere. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that as people of God, the power which we possess, we possess so much and to, together collectively, the things we can accomplish. He transformed an entire planet with 12. Think about that. Think about, and then the, <laughs> for lack of a better, the audacity of our savior to say, and greater works shall you do because we have access to things now that can allow you and I to reach and reach and reach. Every day of our lives, we're coming across people who are in pain, who are disappointed, who are affected by what's going on. And we have to infuse life back into all of our conversations. Um, I had to hire a, a, a new person on today and had no idea you know, as I was uh, just giving him an opportunity just to be a part of what we're doing, he was so excited that he just started to share his life. And to hear, you know, I had no idea. I'm hiring for one thing, to hear what this man has been through and the losing. I didn't know he lost his spouse. He blamed himself for years. It's been five years now. And he just shared his life and thanked me and says, thank you for this opportunity. And I had to hold him and let him understand that love will never fail you. Love won't fail. And he sat there and he looked at me and tears was just welling up in his eyes. And I said, you know, the great thing about who we are is that we have such an ability and such, such, such access to greatness that he won't withhold anything from us. But there's a clause for those who walk up right before him. Everything comes with a clause and we can't bypass the ifs for the sake of allowing someone, be careful how you minister to someone and rub their backs and tell them everything is gonna be all right, knowing that they're choosing to ignore the if clause. So on tonight, you know, Pastor Alex is a firm believer that the word of God speaks so well without my voice, without my interruptions, without, without, without my revelation. The, the book and, and, and the power of the Bible brings forth so much life. So I wanted to do what it always does. So we're going to read in the book of um, Galatians chapter number six. We're going to go to Galatians six. I'm going to read the first 10 verses. And I promise you, even as I'm reading it, it is going to minister to us exactly where we are. But there is one question I have to put out there. And the question is, are we responsible for one another? Are we? I understand, you know, there's some things that we go through and, you know, we want to have our moments, 
you know, but we have to be careful. You know, Pastor Alex is always dealing with words. You know, if you're going to isolate, isolate, make sure you hear God when it's time to come out. Don't come out too late. Don't wallow in it where it literally starts to consume you. That by the time you come out, the promises of God are so far ahead because you've extended your stay. Remember, you'll always pay for an extended stay. You will pay for an extended stay. And this is why it's so important that even as we come together, that we get to hear from one another. It's important in this fellowship, Pastor Kai and I are just, we're just firm believers that if you don't let people open up their mouths and share where they are, it's a disservice to lead them. To think of yourself more highly than you ought to. I don't need to constantly get super revelation from heaven when you have the ability to open up your mouth and tell me what you need. And we can agree and we can pray and we can build and we can see the miraculous works of God so that when people start to show up in the midst of it, they say, aren't you, aren't you the one? Weren't you the one that was blind by the gate? Weren't you the one that was crippled by the pool? Weren't you the one that just pulled out of that crash? Weren't you the one? And people, without saying a word, I, I just believe we're talking too much. And sometimes I ask people, who are you really trying to convince? Who you really try to convince? So let's read Galatians chapter number six, starting at verse number one. It says, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you, will also, you also may be tempted. Verse number two, carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. I'm going to read verse number two again. Carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We're talking about uh, 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 really being disciples, examples of God love, where this verse is letting us know if you know how to, to, to assist and, and how to be responsible for one another, this is the law. This is what, this is what Christ it, it came for. This is what he's dealt with. This is what he wants us to deal with. Verse number three, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. But each one should carry his own load. Verse six, anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially 
to those who belong to the family of believers. I wanted these, these, these verses uh, of scripture to really just resonate in us because as we get ready to merge, as we get ready to uh, spend time with each other, it's gonna be really, really important that we get to know one another, really know one another. How can two walk except they agree? Know them that labor among you. We have been talking and you know, you know, obviously we've, we, we have spent some time, but this merge is going to be a little different. It's gonna be different because it's gonna put us in a space and place. And I know directly, we're gonna hear directly from heaven. But this time, I want us between now and this time for us, I want us to make sure that our character, who we are, who we are, please, whatever you do, don't try to mimic anyone. We read the scripture here, you know, make sure you're in a good space. And if, if you're not, make sure you're extending yourself, make sure you're reaching out to your brothers and sisters, make sure you're sharing those more because it's gonna be important that you show up, that you show up. Because according to what we read, your individuality, who you are is exactly what's needed for God to fulfill what he wants to fulfill here on earth. There are no big eyes and little U's. And, and, and you know, in this ministry, mm -mm, mm -mm. don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. We have some amazing, powerful, powerful people in this ministry. And I am not above reproach. I trust who God sends. I trust that God in his infinite wisdom will never make a mistake so I have to be mindful that number one, that Alex Panetta, not pastor, that Alex Panetta is consistent in who he is, because you know, we share this all the time. As long as I can stay constant, I'll be easy to find. So when people, when I get to meet you, when you get to meet your sister and your brother and we merge together, we have to make sure the introduction is an authentic one. We have to make sure that when we stand in each other's presence, and here, come on, let's be honest, we're a family, you know, it's not going to be everything about an individual you're going to love. But when you extend grace and when you allow, because the reality is this, we have natural brothers and sisters that we even know when they're going to get on our nerve. We just know even when they hit the switch. And because we're family, we extend that grace because we just know. This is what relationship does. It builds, it builds, but we have to make sure the consistency of our character. So it's gonna be important to, to define this word. So let's define character. character. Character is the mental and moral qualities, distinctive, that's the word that stood out to me, distinctive to an individual. God created us, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, the fact is everything about you, according to heaven, according to heaven is exactly how God wanted it designed here on earth. So now when the design of heaven is on earth, then the design on earth has the ability to bring heaven to where they are, right? 
Remember the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he says, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as, just as it is in heaven. And so I just believe that even as we continue to grow, we continue to build. How do we build? How do we know? As creatures, as, as the creation, we go to the creator to know more about what it is that he designed here on earth. So we get excited about who God is, and we're not excited about who we are. Something is missing. Something got lost in translation because we can't talk about the splendor and the, and, and the, the, the perfect uh, uh, God that we serve and then bypass us because he created us. He laid it all out for us and he put us exactly where we needed to be. Why? Because all things still work together for the good of them that love God. So when people are going through, when people are, are feeling what they're feeling, the importance of us coming together is so that we can help build one another because the question again is, are we responsible for one another? Do we care enough? to pick up the phone when we don't feel like talking? Are we able to get on the plane, get in the car, extend ourselves to someone just because the mere presence of us can change that very moment? I still believe the shadows of God's people can heal. I, I, I believe that. I, I believe that we can send the word without physically being there to wherever the situation is happening and going on. We saw it time and time again in this ministry. There are times we just get online, we just start sending the word. And we have to come back, share with one another, and then we get to hear the testimonies. So here's the thing. And when God said this to me, I, I had to spend a little time with it because it, it, it rattled me. He said, stop trying to figure out when you're still finding out. The reality is there's so much that he is still doing with us. And we're so busy trying to figure out everything else. And God is like, no, if, if you can just understand what I'm doing in you, then everything else will have to submit under the authority of who you are. But what we do is we try to find identity and try to get outside of our, hmm, of our protective space. And this is why I'm not, I, I, you know, I've watched it time and time again. I've watched too many spirits jump on people because they felt the need to pray for somebody without understanding what was going on spiritually. Bible says, lay your hands on no man suddenly. I ask people, because at the end of the day, there are some things and there is some, uh, 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 it, it's, not, it's, it's not fear by no means, it's wisdom. I had to learn when I, when I was traveling uh, with my wife and we went to Africa, I was honest with her. And I told her, you know, there's a part of me because we had to go and confront some major, major um, spiritual warfare. And I remember, and she said, baby, are you okay? And I said, I'm gonna need you on this one because it took me back to a place where fear started to rise up. And because I wasn't uh, 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 
thinking of myself more highly than I ought to, I spoke to her and she gave me instructions on what I needed to do when I walked in that house. She says, this is what I need you to do. And I watched her go to war. When it was, when I tell you, it was so, I've never, I've never seen this type of spiritual warfare before where you literally started to hear what was going on. When you really started to, and I stood, and while, while I was in position, because I paid attention, and I didn't go beyond uh, 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 what was asked of me. What God was doing to me and through me in that moment was literally building me up to the point where she even caught where I was literally starting to get this uh, uh, amazing power from heaven where I could actually start to move in the house. Why do we come together? Because if I can be responsible for you, you can be responsible for me. I know you feel good right now. And I know the doctors say you're going to be fine. And I'm talking spiritual now. And what they'll do is they'll go ahead and they'll give you, you know, some, some medication. And they'll say, you're fine. Just get on out there. And then someone who knows you well will say, no, 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 no. Not yet. Take a couple more days. Build more of your strength up. You know, that's what real, real, real love will do that for us. It won't just throw us out there because it's the thing to do. And as I'm watching and what's going on in the spirit realm, there are so many things happening that the people of God can't even see it. And the reason why they can't see it is because they're so, they're so distracted by doing that they stop becoming. So Jesus says, in the last day, many are going to come and say, didn't I do, didn't I do, didn't I do? Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you because there were some things I wanted to tell you about you, but you were so busy trying to run out there in performance mode that you missed out on what was happening in your own home. And so I wanted to make sure that we understand the importance of being responsible one to another. So if we stop trying to figure out while we're still finding out, we'll find out more. The Bible says to seek first, seek first, seek first instructions, seek first the kingdom. Things will be added, but making sure that what it is that God is sharing with you. And here's, please, please um, take heed to this. Don't move until you know you're supposed to. Because what will happen is God will say, here, I need you here. I'm going to infuse some things in this moment with you. And we'll think once he gets done, it's time for us to move. And he'll say, no, 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 no. Because there's more I want to do after I'm done doing this part. And so it's maturity that allows us to understand how heaven moves because heaven doesn't do anything out of order. And I wanna make sure that as a family and as a fellowship that we don't either. There are advantages that we have because there are certain things we don't have to, at least for me as a pastor, I don't have to spend a lot of time with because I talked to pastors, I, I spoke to one today, um, you know, just the heaviness of what this, you know, uh, what this whole um, 
past couple years have done, just not knowing whether they can have a building or not, not knowing where resources were coming from, not knowing and not knowing. And it's hard because, you know, I want to remind them without offending them that isn't this God's house? Isn't this the same place that worship is taking place and that we're believing and that God, if it's God's house, why are we so worried about it? But did it shift somewhere? Did it become ours once we started locking the doors because we have great equipment in there? Once we started to you know, put the blinds down because we don't want anyone to see what it is that uh, we have accumulated. And it gives, it gives me a sense of peace knowing that what God has done for me and in this ministry, those are certain things I don't have to put my mind on. Now, are there some other arenas that maybe they don't have to deal with that I have to deal with? Absolutely. But if I'm supposed to take it all to the Lord, does it make a difference what the burden is? Does it make a difference what the weight is when it's all supposed to go to him? Place not some of your care, all your cares upon for why? For I care for you. He cares for you and I. And this is why every day about us waking up as a reminder, as Faith was sharing, we shouldn't be here. How many of us, how many of us have that testimony? We should physically not be here. But we are. So what do we do when it's time for us to show up? What happens? What happens when you walk in the door? How do people respond when you open your mouth? Because to really understand what God is doing, you have to put yourself in arenas where people can actually gauge what's going on in your life. See, being a closet Christian doesn't exist. Being someone in the midst of the people, you really want to know when there's power, you get out there and display it. That's when you know. So here's the thing. We have to start letting people find us out. We talked about this often, that the reality is our lives should be an open book and people should be able to ask any questions they would want. So if people can find us, why? Because number one, we refuse, we refuse to move. What's often said in this ministry? We don't move, we only expand. Which means if I'm expanding, then the kingdom of God is expanding. So wherever my feet tread, if he gives me that, whether I'm physically there or not, his presence is. So as a family, we have people from different parts of the state, different parts of the country, um, abroad. When they see us merge, is it going to make sense? Will it make sense to the onlooker when they see us merge? Or will it not make sense? And the only person that can answer that question is a person who resides in the space and place in which we're going to go.
No one's exempt. Regardless of where you live, we're coming to your city. We're coming to your corner. We're coming, why? Because outreach is nothing but inreach. And if we're out there spreading the gospel so far out that the, the very block we live on don't know us, think about that. So I've always been a firm believer that the first place you minister to is the place where you reside. Because the Bible says, if you can't take care of home, you're unfit. And sometimes we want to kind of box that, box that verse in. The reality is people see you and I walk out our doors every day. People see us go to the same stores at times. People, how many are we ministering to? Not by opening our mouths and Jesus, 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 but being a clear example where people literally start to walk to you and start to ask the questions. Why is it important? Malachi 3 and 6 says, I am the Lord thy God, I change not. And here's the most powerful thing. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not, are not consumed. Think about that. The reason why I can't change my address is so that you can live. Why? Because as long as I have an address, there's a safe house. How many people are out there searching for a safe house? How many people, you remember even growing up, whether it was Miss Williams, Miss, whoever it was, there was something about that house we knew about. Whether good or bad, there was something about that house that we knew about. But it takes you and I spending time according to what the scriptures say to make sure that we're taking inventory in our own lives. What it says, it says in verse number four, each one should test his own actions. Then he could take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. Verse number five, for each one should carry his own load. So I have to make sure that my family, my family, is coming together. Let me give you a, a small little illustration. My sister Nareda came, for those who know, you know, and I know people laugh because if, when you see me around my family, we're, we're absolutely a sitcom. I know that. I, I know that. I change, I become a little, I know that, you know. Everybody knows I'm second to the youngest. I'm like the golden child in the house. So, oh, trust me, I'm a kid all the way through and through. But to see what happens because for a long time, it was always me going to Jersey. It was always me going to Jersey. And it was always me going to Jersey. And, you know, you know, Pastor Kai, I tell you, after about three days in Jersey, everything about me will start to shut down because I can only live out my yesterdays there. Listen to me. Because the new me can't fit. And the new me is an interruption. So I... I've always, my prayer has always been, Father, bring them to me. You know, there's something about home court advantage. If you come into my, my space and place, so she comes, she arrives, and obviously, you know, those who know, you know, her, her granddaughter lives with us. And I remember having the conversation because, you know, people have a tendency of just sharing what, you know, if they, you ever heard somebody talk about a place they ain't never been to? Talk about food they ain't never eat. You know, people quick to pass judgment on something they've never experienced. 
So I remembered, and she was like, yeah, so-and-so. And I was like, who's so-and-so? Yeah, so look, yeah, they have a cousin's brother who went by there. What? But you know, it just lets you understand the mindset of people because they're so quick to discount what they don't know. And we had such an amazing time here to the point where she was like, oh, I gotta hurry up and come back. She said, I like the way I feel here. Y'all remember my brother Rick? Remember my brother, remember what I shared with you, the testimony about when him coming, coming here? So now he went back like the woman at the well to tell them, took her literally like two years, she comes and now there's two women at the well running back to the city. You, you understand the power that happens when we stay constant and consistent and just allow people to just come. And it's just like Faith was saying, you don't have to put a whole bunch of Jesus, 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 Jesus in it. They're gonna know it immediately. They already know that you serve God. They already know you're a woman of God. They know you're a man of God. You don't have to infuse none of that. All you have to do is be. But you can't be closed up in your house. You can't be locked up and just you and the, the handful of people you want to talk to Jesus about. No, no, no. That's, that's not going to quite cut. And I just know, because there was a part of her, and I started to share the merge with her. And she was like, oh, my God. I said, girl, you better, if, if you ever consider, when you, when you do come, because she will. I said, it's explosive. And I was able to share with her, with her daughter and those can bear witness, we have faith, we have Evangelist Sue, we have sister. What happened to her daughter when she came to see us in St. Louis? So it's not that people don't know, it's just people just wanna know that you're not gonna change when it's time for them to really know. Does that make sense? This wishy-washy feeling we're going through, these moments of inconsistency we're going through, it's amazing. You ever watch people stop people from literally having the best time of their lives? And you have to sit there and, and it's heartbreaking because love tried to stop Jesus from going to the cross. When they don't know the assignment, when they don't know the assignment, They'll stop you because the reality of what they're saying is, I don't want to move. I don't want to be responsible because if this happens, what's going to happen to me? The selfishness of humanity. What happens to me if you grow? What happens to me if you get that? What happens to me? And what a time for us to say, if you stay close. Come on, somebody know the story. Elisha, if you see me, go up. Hmm. Exciting times, people of God. Exciting times. But let's be responsible one to another, okay? Questions, comments, concerns. Pastor Alex is done. There's so much more we can talk about. So much more. Questions, comments, concerns.
I love it. I see all the hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Is that Evangelist Sue? Did you put your hand up? Yes, I see you. At one point while you were talking, all I kept thinking about um, in my head was that that's why it's so important for us to make sure we use the wise counsel that is set before us. Because so many times I know that I can only speak for me that I have been in places where um, I think that the time is up for me to leave because I have done what I came for, especially sometimes coming home and you know, reaching out to wise counsel and you just being obedient to God and just stay a little while longer, your mind is blown. Mm -hmm. So um, all I kept hearing was that we as a believer, we need to learn how to seek wise counsel. And that's why there is someone that is more spiritual. We have the pastors that is more above us that we should reach out to in times of when we want to move or when our feelings is attached to, it's time for me to move on. So that's all I kept thinking about the wise counsel that we need to use wise counsel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Minister Byron. I appreciate you, Miracle Marlowe. Thank you for those kind words. Anyone else, anyone else like to share? These are some amazing times, amazing times. I will share my brother, Rick. He was supposed to be here this week. He's just going through some physical um, challenges right now. And he called me today and he was just so upset. And I said, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Let God finish, man. Let God finish. And those simple words, let God finish. He stood back and, you know, he's like, yes, man, I got to let him finish. I got to let him finish. Because I said, I don't want part of you showing up. I need all of you here. So let God finish. Just those simple words. Because sometimes, and let me just say this as well. Don't allow the hype. Because mm. I tell people, life ain't nothing but one big hype. That's all it is. People get real excited. You spend $100,000 on that car. But the week go by, ain't nothing but the car coming down the street. Because life is nothing but one big hype. And then you stuck with the bill. You want to plead everybody. Oh, look at what I got. Oh, this is what I got. This is what I got. Oh, they'll get excited for the first couple of days. They're going to look at it. They're going to look at your rear. They're going to wipe. Oh, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let that week go by. You were just a guy driving another car with a big old car note. So don't let the hype, don't let life's hype fool you. This thing we're doing is longevity. There's no ending to this. This is constant, it's consistent, and it's amazing all the time. All the time. In spite of, it's amazing all the time. I see you, Pastor Tifei. Good evening, family. Uh, Pastor, when you use the analogy of how the physical church, church, air quote, church, closed their blinds because they didn't want, they don't want anybody to see what they've accumulated, that struck a chord in my spirit so keenly because some of us, and I'm including myself in that number, have done the same thing. We have lowered our blinds. We don't, we have the wealth 
of the revelation of God within our hearts, within our minds, in our hands, that we won't even let our neighbors see. We'll, we'll walk out our door and make a beeline for the carport or for the garage and not even lift our eyes to say good morning, good afternoon to the person that lives right next door to us. We have lowered our blinds. I wanna thank you for that because that was a convicting, you talking about didn't have Jesus all over it, but it was enough. It was enough to, to, to convict me. And I would just be very candid today. I did a little volunteer uh, thing up at the, at the, uh, uh, museum and you can tell when someone wants to engage you in conversation but because I was so task oriented mm. I literally I'm using your analogy now I closed my blinds on that lady because I had a task that I wanted to complete when this woman clearly needed somebody to look her in the eye and see her wow. and hear her wow. so I had to repeat Pent. And this is becoming a reoccurring thing. About a month ago, it was a gentleman at the gas station who clearly just wanted to look inside the window mm. and just see, because clearly there was something about me mm. that was like, what is this? There's a shine on her. What is that? Yeah. I want to yeah. know. But again, I closed the blinds. So I'm talking to myself first and anyone else that this may resonate with. We don't have any more hope. I feel like, and if I'm wrong, I will stand, I will stand corrected, but I feel like I'm sensing the Holy Spirit saying, maybe this is one of those words just for me. You ain't got no more chances here. Mm. We don't want to hear that testimony no more from this day forward. Don't want to hear that testimony again. Bless open your blinds, open your blinds. Bless thank you, you for letting me share. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm, thank you. Ooh, Danielle, I see your hand. That was good. Um, I only caught the end of it, but just hearing you speak about inconsistency, um, my incons well, my impatience, me being not being patient, it was what you said about your brother, Rick. Me being impatient with my own process causes me to look extremely inconsistent mm. because I want things to rush. And so if I, I want things to be done in a certain area, so if, if I don't wait on God, then it's like always, it's like, it's like the person who jumps the gun in a race, you know? You don't wait for the gun to fire off. So then everybody got to go back because you jumped the gun. Mm. So then you have to, so then you look really inconsistent. So uh, not just not being patient with my own process um, has caused me to look extremely inconsistent to other people. And I know it. Well, let me say this to you, Danielle, because I got to watch you for years. Um, you have to understand something. You're not just at any ordinary race. You know, if this was maybe the Junior Olympics, well, you, you made it to the Olympics now. Are you going to once in a while, not because of the excitement of what's going on with this thing, but please understand, don't forget to celebrate the moments of your patience. Don't forget to celebrate the moments of your growth because you're, you know, no one's harder on Danielle than Danielle. So I just want to make sure I remind you, I remind you that you have been a champion for years 
And I've watched the hand of God keep elevating and elevating. You can't be that off with that much blessing going on. So I understand. Please understand. I'm not taking back anything of what you shared because right. I know how you are when it comes to you. And I still want you to keep working that out. Yes. Why? Because that's what the Bible says is for the perfecting of the saints. So I'm, I don't want to take that from you. But I do want you to understand for someone who's been an onlooker watching you and seeing what God has done. You know, I applaud you and I still celebrate you because I know, I know as a woman of God, you, 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 you want to be the greatest daughter ever, just like I want to be the greatest son ever. And everyone on the screen, we want to please our father. What's, what's the words we need to hear? Well done. Just well done. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart and continue in this race. It's not given to the strong or to the swift, but to the one who endures. And I've been watching Danielle endure, endure, endure. So this too, this too. I don't know what comes after the Olympics, but there's a greater race after that too. So we'll, we'll talk about that when you get there. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. Anyone else? It's a little after nine. I want to just thank you guys so much. I'm super, super excited. Um, please know, family. Um, Sister Travis, so good to see you. Please know that we'll continue to pray for you, cover you. We love you. Um, we know that God is doing something extraordinary, extraordinary. And one of the things I shared with my sister before she left, I said, let me tell you what makes my heart, you know, so excited is that I see my family showing up to my party. Think about that. And please understand, God, for every void from my immediate family, God has brought people like you guys into my life to fill so many voids. But to watch God keep his promise, because I remember when he said, I'm going to save your entire house. He never told me how he was going to do it. And I stopped questioning how he was going to do it. But one thing is for certain, the word of God will never return void. And so there's this excitement because I, 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 when I tell you, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, you mean I have access? I don't know what to eat first. You, you know what I mean? Because I, I love it all, but, but I, I'm just, I'm so excited for all of us because what he's doing is a demonstration of the power that's going to be coming through every one of our homes, every one of them. That's why the merge is so important. Why? Because if I can just touch you, I can get some of that virtue. Think about that. People spend all they have to get in the midst of someone with the chance of getting to talk to them, with the chance of getting up close. We know we're going to get up close. We know we're going to touch each other. And when I tell you I trust what's on this screen. I trust you as people of God. And to know that you have something that I don't have, but if I can just touch you, I can get some. Y'all better all show up. I promise you. But I love you guys. Let's pray. Gracious Father in heaven, thank you so much for an amazing night. Thank you for the people of God. I thank you for the words of heaven, God. I pray now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would just continue to allow us to grow, Father. Allow us to grow in you, Father. Thank you that there's no secret to what you're doing. We pray for everyone. I thank you 
even as the prayer went forth, dear God, that we would just continue to be excited, Father, that we will put down the distractions so that we can hear you, God. Thank you, Father, for keeping us. Thank you for loving us, and thank you for loving everything that's dear to us, God, because none of us, God, can understand or supersede the love that you give, God. It literally blows our minds. So, Father, we're sending the word tonight to every family member, everyone who's dear to us, wherever they find themselves, dear God. We send the word. We pray for your healing virtue. We pray, dear God, for restoration. We pray for reconciliation. We pray, Father. We pray even now there's someone eating with the swine, God. Bring them back to their remembrance. And because we didn't change our address, they'll find us home. They'll find us home. So, Father, we thank you for tonight, dear God, for those who are traveling. We ask that you would cover them by the bending access, stoppage, collisions, fender benders, tickets, and stoppage, malfunctions, vehicle. God, be with them. We pray, God, for everyone headed to their homes and those of us who are in our homes. Let your peace, God, rest upon us, dear God. Allow us to have a sweet rest in you, dear God. Excited, if it be your will for us to wake up, dear God. Excited to share who you are by the lives we live. We thank you, we love you, and we honor you on this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.